faith-based experience on love. Bad. 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 Life-based experience on love. Welcome to the Pum Pum Chronicles. I am your host, Badass Jones, offering personal advice and life-based experience on love, sex, relationships, intimacy, with a little Jamaican flair. Welcome to the Pum Pum Chronicles. Greetings, 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 and morning. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I shouldn't say that because it depends on where you are. It could be afternoon, evening, or night. So, but bless up yourself, Pum Pum Posse. Welcome back to another episode of the Pum Pum Chronicles podcast. I, of course, am your host, AJ Badass Jones. You can find the Pum Pum Chronicles streaming on all platforms where podcasts can be heard including iHeartRadio, apple itunes and stitcher you can follow me on my social media at the pum pum chronicles on instagram and twitter you can also follow my personal page which is badass underscore jones underscore on instagram and that jones kid aj1 on twitter if you're interested in sending me any topics for discussion any um thoughts concerns questions ideas or anything of that nature you can contact me through email at the pum pum chronicles at gmail.com or you can hit my call in line <laughs> for business purposes only you can either leave me a voice message or send me a text and that number is 320-270-1080 six. I hope that you are all well. I hope that everybody is staying safe. Boy, the times are getting crazy and there's so much madness going on. Um, I can't believe this is 2020. I feel like we are stuck in a, in, in, um, I don't know if y'all ever watched the movie, uh, Groundhog Day with Bill Murray, where he's trapped in the same day because of his, his, his poor attitude and because of his lack of concern and care and lack of empathy and all this kind of stuff for, you know, human beings or for other people. Um, and he gets stuck in this day for, I, don't, I mean, I guess it's supposed to go on over the course of maybe like, say, a month. Um, I feel like we've been stuck in the movie Groundhog Day since March. And it's like every month, you know, people are hopeful that, it's going to get better or something's going to give. And why, when it gives, it's giving you worse. <laughs> it's giving you worse. And I don't even mean to laugh, but it just, you know, sometimes you have to laugh to keep from crying. It's one of them kind of situations. Like I cannot believe that the beginning of a new decade has started out this way. Like it's just insane to me, but um, regardless, I hope that everyone is, is, is keeping safe and, you know, love up on the people that you can love up on while they're here because you know, things are, things are quantum in this world that it's just, it's just crazy. Anyhow, um, today, of course, um, we are doing the Love Jones segment where I answer listener submitted questions, um, DMs and emails. And, uh, yeah, we've got quite a few to go through <laughs> today. So, um, we're going to get started and, uh, yeah, here we go. Um, so starting off, Hey, AJ. Is it bad that I won't date a woman over five foot seven, five foot six? I am six six, and a lot of really beautiful women have tried to shoot their shot. But once I start to get to know them and find out that they're like five eleven or five nine, um, which is like six two in heels, I'm not interested in anymore. Am I shallow? 
<laughs> okay, so there's a small part of me that wants to say yes, but you know, that's being judgy, judgmental. Um, honestly, you're not shallow. Everybody likes what they like, you know? Um, some, some people like tall women. Some people like shorter women. Some people like bigger women. Some people like smaller people. People have their preferences. And I, I, I honestly feel like it's strange when I hear people say that someone is shallow because they have a preference when everybody has a preference. You know what I mean? I don't like socks. Will I wear socks? Yes, I will. But I don't like them. And when I see people who wear socks, I think it's strange. Like, you don't like for your feet to breathe and to be... But, you know, that's that's just my preference. Everyone has a preference when it comes to the physicality of another person that they're interested in, you know, um, and you shouldn't be judged for it. it. It's like, you know, when when I hear people say, oh, so what, you don't like big girls? They don't like big girls. And that's OK, because that's their preference. Just like I've heard, you know, I had this conversation, but I've heard big women say that they don't like big niggas. They like skinny, slim men because, you know, X, Y, Z and, and this, that and the third everybody has a preference. So I don't think it's shallow that, um, I don't think it's shallow that you prefer women who are shorter. What I do think is shallow is if you're preventing yourself from further getting to know someone that you've started having good conversation with because you find out that they are 5'9 or 5'11. That's when it gets shallow for me. Um, because my thing is like, if you're already having great conversation with this person and, and you're getting along really well with them, why would you prevent yourself from continuing to do that? Because when they wear heels, they're now six foot two, right? At that point, when you've started to get to know someone and you've developed an interest and there's camaraderie and there's, um, you know, common likes and you have a common ground and you're starting to develop a good rapport with the person the fact that they are a particular height at that point shouldn't come into play. I feel like it's one of those things that should be assessed from the onset. And you can ask people for pictures. You can ask those kind of questions up front, you know? Um, but it, it's, it's different that it's different than when you start to get to know the person. And then, you know, let's say a week has gone by, you're really feeling this person. You really, you like her and everything like that. And you're like, okay, send me some pictures of you where you start to ask those personal questions about like, you know, so how tall are you, this, that, and whatever. Um, and then she says, oh, I'm 5'11". And you'd be like, yeah, I don't really like tall girls. At that point, that doesn't change her personality. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> don't laugh. Yes, I sneeze weird. Oh, one more. Oh, excuse me. Good heavens almighty. Sorry. Hopefully that wasn't like too loud in your ears. Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry. That never happens. It's so weird. Um, anyhow, um, as I said, don't, I don't think that having a personal preference is shallow. What I do think is a bit of an issue is if you start to get to know the person, start to develop an interest in the person, then all of a sudden you decide that, you know, this particular thing is going to stop you from getting to know the person. Um, I know I know women who are, you know, 5'11 that would never date a short person. And I, I just always think that, you know, when we stick to our preferences without allowing ourselves a little bit of wiggle room, I think you can sometimes sabotage yourself. Because again, if you if you started to get to know a, a woman who, like you dig, her personality is great, you know, she has goals and ambition and she's funny and, and she meets like, you know, nine things out of your list of 10, then, you know, all of a sudden you find out that she's five, 
9511 and this never came up in conversation because you were so preoccupied with how great her personality is at that point it really shouldn't make a difference so that's all i'm saying open up your boundaries a little bit um next question aj quick question for you i saw a post uh in your stories and i know you're very open but i wanted to ask do you meet the requirements you require for dating and would you date yourself and i know you always say you're an old lady but do you see yourself getting into a long-term relationship anytime soon asking for a friend wink wink nudge nudge (laughs) okay so i'm gonna start um at the beginning parts um do i meet the requirements i require for dating and would i date myself i i definitely think that I meet the requirements. So my requirements for dating um, someone is, is, you know, someone who's a good conversationalist, um, someone who has a, a certain level of maturity, but they're still fun. Like, I like um, youthful, not immature. I like youthful, not childlike. I like youthful, not trying to reclaim your youth, if that makes sense, you know? Um, and, and, and I know people always say to me, I I hear this more often than not, age is just a number. And I, I agree to some degree, but I think age is also a maturity level more so because the level of maturity that you have at 25 albeit you are a mature person and maybe wise beyond your years, your wisdom and maturity is for your age. You may be more mature than some people that you know of the same age. You may be wise beyond your years more so than some people that you know that your own age, but you've had 25 years of lived experiences, even if you've had shared experiences with people who are much older than you, right? Um, I also find too, you know, that at 25, 26, 27, you know, a lot of younger individuals are not well-traveled. I honestly feel that people's boundaries are vastly expanded when they are, they come in contact with other cultures, when they come in contact with other groups of people. And when I say travel, it doesn't necessarily have to be traveling outside of your country. It could be traveling to another state to see how people in that state live, what, you know, you know, what, uh, like every, every state in the U S and every, um, province here in Canada, uh, is known for something, you know? So even if it is going to another state or another province to find out what the people there are known for, like what's their traditional dish, what's the, um, the, the higher percentage in terms of the cultural makeup anyways. Um, so maturity is, is one of my dating requirements, goal oriented. Um, I prefer someone who is gainfully employed, but if you are employed and working towards a goal of being in a better financial position for yourself, um, that's something that's important to me as well. I don't like complacency. I don't like people who plateau at mediocrity, knowing that they want better for themselves, but they sit there plateaued at mediocrity and complain about it. I, I, I don't like Janie Complaining people. Oh my goodness, I don't like Janie Complaining people. Um, because I'm not that way. So the requirements that I'm telling you are, are things for uh, the characteristics of myself, you know? Um, someone who is sexually open-minded, someone who is 
um, willing to be experimental, someone who is at least willing to have conversations, someone who is open to the idea of being able to um, agree to disagree and things of that nature. I've, I've dated someone who could not grasp the concept of agreeing to disagree. He thought that every conversation had to end in a yes or no. It had to end in black or white. And more times that black or white was having to end in me agreeing, <laughs> agreeing with him, which is absolutely absurd, you know? Um, and, and sometimes I, I, I said yes, just to like end the conversation because it just started to feel like browbeating and trying to beat me over the head with a point that just made no sense. And so, you know, it, it breaks things down and it shuts things down. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to give out like the whole in, entire list. Um, but someone who enjoys intimacy is really important as well. And someone who if enjoys an intimate exchange of energy, and if they don't know that what that is, that they're willing to learn what an intimate exchange um, of energy is. But I also like, you know, someone who has got like a good personality and is, is, um, can be goofy and, and not always take themselves so seriously. Uh, and, and, and something that's really important to me is someone who understands how to enjoy silence and the quiet moments and to know that it's okay to not have to speak, um, and not feel uncomfortable in silence and in those quiet moments where we're, you know, doing something simple like sitting down and watching a movie. Um, <laughs> one of my best friends and completely different and not dating her, but oh my gosh, killer that she, she can't just sit through a movie without talking, which is, I tease, I tease her about it all the time, but, um, you know, those are some of the things that I, I require. Um, I will say require it versus like having an expectation because I, I can't place my expectations on anybody, but those are requirements, you know, and it's for me to determine if a person meets enough of the requirements for me to date them. Would I date myself? You know, I find that one to be a really interesting question because I almost feel inclined to say no, not because of um, any bad reason, but I feel like saying yes is like bragging on myself. And I guess, I mean, I have the right to do that. Everyone has the right to do that. Um, so yeah, I would date myself. Yeah, I would, I, I would date myself. I would say so. Um, and as far as being an old lady and getting, do I see myself getting into a long-term relationship? Um, as I get older, <laughs> um, I, I, I daily or frequently assess and reassess whether or not that's something that I want. And it's interesting because I know that, you know, for people who are single as they get older, the main concern is being by themselves when they're old and not having anybody to spend time with and not having a companion because, you know, people's lives are entrenched in their families and whatever else it is that they're doing um, in their own personal relationships. So um, I would like to get into a long-term relationship, but not because of fear of being alone, um, but just because of the desire to have consistent companionship and it doesn't necessarily have to be somebody that I even live with like I'm okay with being in a long distance long-term relationship um one of the best relationships that I knew of was my my children's father's uncle and aunt they lived in two different cities for the better part of 30 out of 30 out of 40 45 years of their marriage so they both lived in Montreal for like the first 15 years and then um he moved back to the city of Toronto she stayed in Montreal it's a six a five 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 and a half hour drive maybe like an hour an hour and a half flight 
And they lived that way, like I said, for the better part of their marriage and it and it worked for them. It gave them enough space to miss one another. It gave them enough space to be themselves. It gave them enough space to focus on the important things like communication and intimacy and and building and strengthening the bond between them. Um, I could definitely see myself in a long-term relationship like that because I'm quirky. Like I need space, like I need alone time and it's sometimes difficult to get a person to understand that or get a person to a place of understanding without them feeling like you don't love them or you don't want to spend time with them or you don't want to be around them. It has nothing to do with that. You know, inherently we are individuals. We need space. We need time to ourselves to regroup. We need time to ourselves to do self-love. We need time to ourselves to self-care. And it's not just, okay, well, I'm going to go soak in the tub for an hour and that's it. No, sometimes you need like a day to yourself to just do and be you. And I'm very much of that mind. Um, I've always joked, but like in a serious kind of joking way with people that, you know, if we get together and we move in together, there needs to be a room in the house that's just mine. And and I realize in hindsight saying that it's, that, you know, one that's just mine is, is selfish, but maybe there needs to be a, a collective room in the house where when either person is feeling like they need space and they need like, a, you know, a night to just sleep to themselves, that either person can go into that room where it's collectively, it has, you know, guy stuff, it has girl stuff, um, but it's comfortable enough for either person to say like, you know what, honestly, I just need to sleep by myself tonight and just spread out on the bed and, you know, not hear you snore or you not hear me snore or, you know, not have to worry about the covers or because I want to stay up late and watch TV and not have to worry about the sound and, um, all these kind of things, you know, uh, anyone who knows me really well knows that I have chronic insomnia. I've had it for years. And so like, I'll sleep in strange intervals, but I need for like the TV to be on. And I know that some people don't like that. They prefer, you know, mood sounds, they prefer music and, and so on. Um, Anyhow, so the <laughs> long answer uh, to a relatively short question. Um, yeah, I, I think that I do meet my requirements and um, I definitely, not definitely, but I would date myself. And yes, I would like to be in a long-term relationship at some point. Um, I don't know about anytime soon, because I know that that was <laughs> part of the question, but yes, I would. I'm open to being in a long-term relationship. Um, and it's funny because I know who sent this, so... I don't know, asking for a friend, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I guess that's a conversation we can have um, offline. Uh, there was something else that I wanted to say in regards to this. Da, 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 da. But anyhow, we'll move on. <clears throat> um, this one's a really short question. Hi, AJ. What are your thoughts on dating someone who is separated from their spouse? Um, hmm. Interestingly enough, this is, some, this is something that I have um, had an experience with recently where... So a couple of years ago, um, I had developed a, an online friendship um, with a, a gentleman who at first, like while we were flirting and he was flirting hard, um, never at any point in time mentioned that he was married. And the way that he conducted himself seemed like he was single. And I don't know, I was on his page, not snooping or anything like that, liking pictures like I normally do. And I, there was a picture that he posted where he, you know, said something about um, happy birthday to his mother-in-law. And I was like, and I, 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 I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt because I know that, you know, for some people, even though 
they are divorced, even though they're no longer in a relationship with that person, they still use terms of endearment towards um, their ex's family members, right? So I didn't want to jump the gun and assume that him calling this woman his mother-in-law meant that he was still married. So I asked the question, you know, because I, I asked the question, don't assume, ask, and then you'll get a definitive answer, hopefully. So I asked him, I'm like, are you married? And he's like, uh, yeah. He's like, I thought I told you that. I'm like, while you were flirting with me like this and talking about wanting to take me out and wanting to do certain and certain things, you thought you mentioned that you were married while you were flirting with me. And he tried to laugh it off. I'm like, that's not cool. Like, I'm not okay with that. And he's like, you're mad. I'm like, you know what? I am. Like, I feel like you deceived me. And he's like, oh, I never meant to. Then, you know, it's the bug of apologies and this, that, and the third. I said, listen to me, we can be friends, but friends only. Like, I'm not cool with this shit in any any way, shape or form. Um, And I'm like, you know, like, I need to take a bit of a break from talking to you because this is not sitting well with me. And he apologized, apologized, apologized. Um, but, and, and this is somebody that I, I was used to talking to like every day, several times a day. And, um, <laughs> so, you know, I went back to limiting the conversation as though we were just casual and I know that didn't sit well with him, but I really didn't care. Um, and so, you know, then he started doing goofy things like, Hey friend, I'm like, I still have a name. Like you can still call me by my name. You don't have to like, try to you know, push that narrative that you're trying so hard to be my friend now when you weren't doing that before. Um, he's like, you know, I just want to say I'm really sorry. You know, I wasn't trying to lie to you. I honestly thought I had told you. I'm thinking like, that's bullshit. You couldn't have honestly thought you had told me that knowing that you're married and flirting with me the way that you're flirting with me and saying the things that you were saying, you know, um, I'm not here for any of that kind of stuff. So in, in regards to a person being fresh out of a marriage and probably not even being fresh out of the marriage, they're just separated and they're looking for new front, whether it's new pum pum or new kaki. I'm not, I'm not down for that in any way, shape or form. Like I feel, you know, especially with him. So after everything is said and done now, you know, like I said, I've, I limited our, our interactions and our conversations. And, you know, it went from talking every day, several times a day to talking maybe once a week to talking you know, once every couple of weeks to talking maybe once every couple of months. And out of the blue, he messages me and he's like, you know, hey friend. I'm like, oh my goodness me. Like he's asking, you know, how are things? I'm like, I'm good. You know, how's everything with you? How's the business? The set and the third. And then he's like, you know, everything is great. You know, I'm feeling really good. And something in my gut said, okay, he's about to like say something or something weird is about to happen. Don't know why I felt that way, but just felt it. So the next question, the next thing he says to me is like, you know, can I ask you something? So I'm like, sure, what's up? So he's like, you know, um, would you consider, um, you know, having more conversation, you know, um, in hopes of getting to know, um, uh, sorry, in hopes of developing a relationship? Would you, would you be, would you be interested in having more conversation in hopes of developing a relationship? So I wrote back in hopes of developing a relationship with who and with a bazillion question marks after. And he's like, you know, um, in hopes of developing a future relationship with me, like taking time for us to get to know each other to and, and see about developing a relationship together. And, you know, at first I started to respond like respectfully, you know, I don't think that's a good idea. And this, and I was trying to be nice about it. And I thought to myself, you know what, Jones, don't do that. So I wrote back one word 
with an exclamation mark. No. Because I didn't want to, I realized that if I responded in some kind of a way that made him hopeful that he was going to keep trying and I just wasn't interested. And, you know, sometimes we need to say fuck all that and, and, and fuck the flowery shit and just give people direct answers so they know you shot your shot. I appreciate it. I'm not interested. Don't mother try come around here again and try another layup. You, you know what I mean? Um, sometimes you just have to be direct with people. And, and like I said, like, I didn't want to be mean or rude or anything like that. But then I realized to myself that saying no doesn't have to be mean or rude. It's just no. And no, in, in no uncertain terms means I'm not interested. I don't want to have conversation about it. There's no wiggle room. There's no, maybe you should try later again. It's no. And that's it. Emphasized with an exclamation mark. So you see how serious I am. Um, and his response was, you know, um, his response was okay. And I never heard, (laughs) never heard from him again. He hasn't liked a single picture. He hasn't liked a single video. He doesn't view my stories, like all the stuff that he was doing up to that point, he stopped doing. And I get that, you know, he's probably in a corner somewhere licking his wound still, or he feels some type of way, but that's not my responsibility. And I'm not going to take that on, you know, my thing is you're saying to me that you just got separated from your wife which means you're not divorced, which means there's a possibility that shit could still work out, which means you need to go to counseling and sort yourself out. Or it means that there's a period of time that you need to spend by, spend by yourself recalibrating and figuring out who you are as an individual versus who you were in that relationship. You understand what I'm saying? Like people are just such in a fucking rush to jump in somebody else's front and I'm not, I'm not the one, I'm not here for it in any way, shape or form. If you tell me that you just got out of a relationship, my immediate thought is like, I'm going to be the rebound and I'm not trying to do that. Right. And it's not to say that that relationship that you were in is going to work itself out. It may not, but I don't want to be the testing ground for that. Because if you wake up one day and say, oh, my wife and I decided to work things out, there's going to be a fucking problem. There's going to be a problem. I'm not, I'm not a trampoline. I'm not a, a, you know what I mean? Like a, 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 yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a stepping stone for you to, to, to kind of stand on and figure out what it is that you're doing with the rest of your life in, re- in regards to your relationship or your, your former marriage. Do that by yourself. Do the work by yourself. People are so afraid to be alone for any length of time. And really and truly, when you were in a long-term relationship, when you were in a marriage you know, legally on paper or common law, when you were with somebody for any any length of time, there should be a period of time where you sit still with yourself and just relax and learn to enjoy your company, learn to enjoy your solitude, learn to enjoy, you know, being solo for a little while. Like you can be alone and not be lonely. I'm, I'm amazed at the amount of people who don't know how to be alone with themselves and not be lonely. They won't go out to eat by themselves because it looks some type of way. They won't go to a movie by themselves because it looks some, looks some type of way to who? So you're going to, you're going <laughs> to spite yourself to not go to a restaurant that you want to try because you don't have somebody to go sit on and yam with. Listen to me. My belly loves me and I love my belly. And if there's a restaurant that I want to go to, I am comfortable enough with myself and my own company that I will go to a restaurant. I will put a movie on my phone and watch a movie while I'm eating, or I will pull up something, you know, some sort of interesting fact or something that I want to read and read that while I'm eating. (sighs) Anyhow. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't date 
someone who is recently separated from their spouse. Um, I, I wouldn't date someone who's been separated from their spouse for no less than six months because I feel like there's a time period, especially when people have been together for a long time. I feel like there's a time period where um, it's a gray area of working things out, especially for people who are separated. So <laughs> so um moving along the next one is an email um good day aj i listen to your podcast weekly and even in the weeks when you don't drop don't shame me <laughs> sorry um and even in the weeks when you don't drop i'll re-listen to episodes to fill in lol i know you're busy but girl i'd be missing those drops uh like a therapy session lmao <clears throat> but seriously i appreciate what you do and the great insight and advice you always give thank you um, so I'm coming to you on a person. I'm coming to you on a personal issue for myself. I was going to try and say asking for a friend, LOL, but I'm going to put on my big girl draws and ask about myself. <clears throat> Excuse me. I haven't been in a relationship for a while, just casually dating. But in the last year, I've been consistently seeing someone and I can say I love her. Yes, her a lot to the point of wanting to be exclusive with her. But I feel like she has work that she needs to do on herself. The reason I say that is because she talks down a lot about herself and talks really negatively in relation to us. Things like, well, that's the, well, things like, well, that's the point of getting serious or well, what's the point? Sorry, my apologies. What's the point of getting serious? You're just going to get uh, tired of me and leave. I'm not pretty enough for you. You deserve better blush, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it gets tiring sometimes trying to reassure her all the time, but I'm trying to show her I love her and I'm not going anywhere, but I'm not going to lie to you. It gets heavy and I'm not even sure she loves herself in a way in the way, loves herself with the way and how regular she knocks herself. Even if I compliment her, she won't ever accept it. Now that one, I understand because I know compliments can make people uncomfortable, but it always turns into something really negative or comparative to someone else. And I'm always baffled how it even goes left all the time, how it even goes that left all the time. I wish she could just see how beautiful she is and how I feel about her. I'm not sure how to go about convincing her I want only her, especially after trying to show her for a year now. Um, I spend all my time with her when I'm not working, genuinely compliment her all the time because I think she's absolutely beautiful. And I try to practice the love languages that are important to her, but nothing seems to be working. What am I doing wrong and what can I do better in your opinion, AJ? Thanks for taking the time to read all this and respond. Keep up the great work. And I'm looking forward to your response. And I'm a little scared. LOL, Kimmy. <laughs> Why is everybody always scared <laughs> of what I'm going to say? You guys make me feel like I'm, I'm, you know, some kind of a, a brute. Um, I, I don't think that there's anything that you're doing wrong uh, in any way, shape or form. I think all the steps that you're taking um, are the right ones. Uh Sometimes when, you know, a person has been in a previous relationship where they were treated like garbage and they were always made to feel, made to feel that they were not worthy, always made to feel that they are less than, always made to feel that they were not beautiful enough or not um, attractive to, enough and, and always made to feel like essentially like that, that person is doing them a favor by being with them. It takes a heavy toll on your mental and emotional psyche uh, in terms of how you view and value yourself. Um, I think the steps that you're taking are the right steps in terms of reassuring her. Um, it just really is a matter of, are you willing to go the distance in terms of patience? Um, my hope is that she eventually gets there. And, you know, the unfortunate thing is that sometimes 
individuals such as your lady um, will sabotage, self-sabotage, and also try to sabotage the relationship. You know, they'll sometimes pick arguments and fights unnecessarily um, about things that they think are happening that aren't actually happening. Um, It's really about her more so um, learning to love herself. Um, I, I don't know if you've ever considered couples counseling. I don't know if you've ever suggested to her to get individual counseling. It sounds like there's some stuff that she needs to unpack and there's some stuff that she needs to process and she may not be able to, she may not be able to, and she may not know how to, um, do that work by herself. And she may also be scared of doing that work by herself. Um, it's sometimes easier for people to lash out at the person they love and the person who loves them, especially if they've come from a place of hurt. I know they always say hurt people hurt people. Um, I think it's a true statement, but I think sometimes that hurt people just continue to hurt themselves more so. Um, just, you know, be gentle with her, be gentle with yourself. Um, communication and and the ways in which you're communicating with her are good. The fact that you're focusing on love languages and what's important to her is also good but you also need to remember to not forget yourself in the process um i absolutely would suggest uh therapy or counseling of some kind for her and maybe couples counseling for the both of you just so that there is another person an unbiased party who doesn't know either one of you that can try to help her see that you're not the enemy and that the things that you're saying to her and the ways in which you're engaging with her are genuine and sincere um yeah when you when you learn to give and accept love especially after being in a toxic relationship um it's a scary process you know it's and i'm speaking from a place of of having been there it is it is a scary process to think about opening up your heart and your soul um and your mind to loving another person and, and letting that person get close to you especially like I said if you've come out of a toxic relationship but I don't think that there's anything that you're doing wrong I think that everything you're doing is is right um and and stay the course and and continue to do that um but I definitely definitely would suggest therapy or counseling of some kind um both individually and as a couple so um I appreciate everything that you said I appreciate the words of support uh there are times where I do get busy and, um, you know, uh, dropping an episode isn't always possible. I try to be as consistent as possible. Um, and if there is a time period that I need to miss for whatever reason, I, I've tried to never let it be more than, um, a week, but <laughs> I appreciate that you go back and listen to, um, other episodes. There's quite a few, I think I'm at like 40, 48 or 49, um, as it stands, but (laughs) I appreciate that. And, um, I don't know, hopefully I'll hear from you again to let me know how things are going. I'm hoping that she's receptive to the idea, um, of, of further working things out by, you know, getting somebody that can help her individually and, and then help the two of you collectively. And I wish you love and the best of luck. Um, So another question, AJ, have you ever ghosted someone you were getting to know? And as fine as you are, have you ever been ghosted? (laughs) Um, 
So I'll start with the the, the latter. I uh, the, the latter, yeah. I I have been ghosted by someone that I was getting to know. Um, we were three months into this was a, like a few summers ago. We were like three months into getting to know one another. Um, conversation was great. The camaraderie was great. Sex was fucking amazing. Um, and then one day he was just gone. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. And I remember like messaging and there was no response. I remember calling um, and no response or getting his voicemail and leaving messages. And, you know, after a while I started to feel stalkerish because like, you know, hey, how's everything going? Just checking in to see, you know, how things are. would love to see you. Um, you know, hey, is everything okay? I haven't heard from you. And once I start to leave those messages like, hey, haven't heard from you, you know, what's up? Is everything okay? I start to feel some type of way. Because then to me, in, in a strange, twisted in my brain kind of way, it starts to feel like I'm begging you to talk to me. And I'm not here for that with nobody. If I, you know, we all have smartphones. So you see when someone calls. You see when someone sends you a text. In this day and age, if you text somebody and they say to you they didn't see it, you need to ask where the fuck did the text go? Like, is this not your number anymore kind of thing? Because um, pe- people like to think that you're stupid and <laughs> we're not. We are in the age of smartphones. You get alerts when you've missed messages, when you've missed phone calls and so on and so forth. So if I keep calling and saying the same thing for me personally, after a while, I start to feel like I'm begging you to talk to me. And I just, I, I don't like the way that it makes me feel. And not to say that you shouldn't be concerned and check up on the person. But for me, I can only do that to a certain point before I start to feel like I'm begging you to talk to me. And I'm, I'm not doing that with anybody. You know what it is. You know my number. You know where I am. Anyway, so for like two months, well, this guy was gone. And then one day he popped up and he's like, oh, some bullshit about he was in um he went to Barbados and some something 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 I'm like <laughs> listen to me <sighs> even in the remotest remotest parts of the world people have cell phones even in the remotest parts of the world you know people have wi-fi there to me there was no good reason or logical explanation as to why I didn't hear from him. And so I was like, you know, I'm glad to know that you're alive and well, you know, and, and, you know, he tried to explain to me that he felt like he was starting to really fall for me and it scared him and whatever, whatever, whatever. And I was like, you know, guy, you could have just told me that. And we could have just, you know, like just disappearing like that was not cool. Anyhow. Um, have I ever ghosted someone getting to know them? I don't, Okay, so ghosting is just completely disappearing from talking to the person. I don't think I've, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I am more of a weaning type of person. Like if I feel like I don't want to talk to you anymore because things are getting weird or I'm just not feeling that vibe anymore or something is just untoward, um, I don't want to necessarily be an asshole and be like, bruh, this isn't working for me. Um, because I, I, you know, like, again, I'm not a, I'm, I can be a jerk, but I'm not a jerk. And, and if it's somebody that, you know, like I, I care about in any kind of way, I will try to let them down easy and I don't want to hurt their feelings. But sometimes in letting down a person easy, they don't always hear what you're saying to them and they take it as they should try harder. And so what I do is a weaning process. So if I've said to, you know, like, I'm just not really feeling the vibe anymore and your take on it is, okay, well, what can I do to make you feel the vibe? There really isn't anything that you can do. Like, especially if we're just, um, 
getting to know one another, you know? Um, and so for me, what ends up happening is like, you know, if we go from, if we used to message three and four times a day, now I'm, I'll message you like twice a day and I'll string that out for like a week. And then it'll go down to messaging you once a day. Or if you message me, you know, I will, I'm, instead of responding right away, I'll respond like an hour later and then like five hours later and then like the next day. And then like, you know, I'll wait several days to, so that you, you, and <laughs> Now, I know it sounds bad because as I'm saying it out loud, I know how it sounds and I know it sounds bad. Manon, trust me, Manon. But I don't know. I, I, I know I said earlier that I like the direct approach when someone asks me a question, like especially if it's at the beginning. Um, but like I said, for, for that, I, I don't necessarily like just to to ghost a person and, and maybe the direct <sighs> Yeah, the direct way is definitely better to say to the person that I'm not feeling this anymore for whatever the reasons are. But as I said, sometimes I've said that to a person and because they are so invested in wanting to be with me, they're not hearing what I'm saying. What they're hearing is that they should try harder. Um, and I don't want you to try harder. I just, I'm like, I'm not interested in doing this, you know, like we can be cool, but I'm not interested in like seeing if we can be together kind of thing. So I don't necessarily ghost, but I definitely, <laughs> I do a weaning process. Oh my goodness me. Um, next. Hi, AJ. I'm struggling to, struggling to keep up with my mate's sexual needs of me. A lot of time, I'm not in the mental mood. I deal heavily with seasonal depression, which he is aware of. I saw your post today about alternate ways of being intimately connected with having without having full-blown sex. And I wanted to thank you and tell you that I'm going to try your suggestions with him. That's all I really wanted to say. Just thank you and your work. Thank you. And your words and what you do is appreciated. Oh my goodness. You are very, very welcome. Um, when we did a wet Wednesday yesterday, that was, um, one of the part of the conversation, you know, like what do you do when you're no longer sexually attracted to your partner, but you still love them and you still want to be with them. Now I know that that's not what, um, this particular person is saying that they're not sexually attracted to the person. It's more so keeping up with someone's sex drive when it's high. Um, but there are, there are different ways that you can be, um, intimate and instead of instead of focusing on the act itself you can focus on intimate exchanges of energy to stay connected with your person so intimate touch kissing petting um, allowing for there to be a buildup you know um, smelling the person's skin rubbing massaging caressing um, those are great ways to stay intimately and sexually connected to your partner without feeling the pressure of having to fuck and and feeling overwhelmed by um, you know, having to perform that particular act every single time. I think we lose something, you know, when we get into long-term relationships where, you know, the, people feel like the end result has to be a nut, you know, the end result can be an orgasm that doesn't really involve, um, like a physical fluid release, if that makes sense. You know, there, there are ways that you can exchange intimate energy with your partner, with your person, um, to enhance the relationship, your sexual relationship with your, with your person. Um, the problem is people, some people are not open to learning. Some people are not open to, um, the expanse of idea in terms of intimacy. Um, and some people just don't know what intimacy is. They think that intimacy is fucking or making love. 
And that's one component of intimacy, but that in and of itself is not intimacy. Um, Intimacy is an exchange of love. It's an exchange of energy. It's an exchange of your physical self without there needing to be a sexual release. As I said, you know, um, try a um, heated massage, you know, where you take turns massaging one another, but you stay naked, Um, you know, physically with your hands, physically with your bodies rubbing up on one another. And I know for men, you'd be like, oh, well, what am I supposed to do when my dick gets hard and and this kind of thing? And, And I get it, you know, and yes, there's, you know, there could be the onset of blue balls, but when there's a buildup of intimate exchange, when you do get to the point, even if it's several days later of actually making love or fucking your person, it becomes that much more intense because there is that buildup, you know, because you are connected, because you, there's been an intimate exchange of energy. Um, I had mentioned this yesterday when we had done Wet Wednesdays, that one of the most uh, intense orgasmic exchanges of energy I've ever had with an individual was sitting in their lap facing them um bare from the waist up he was bare chested um we were we were close we were chest to chest his arms were down around my waist with his hands firmly like in the center of my back and my arms were up around his shoulders with my my hands flat against the the top of his his shoulders and we were breathing into one another and when i tell you I didn't know that you could orgasm that way from feeling a person's energy and having that exchange. And did his dick get hard? Absolutely. Could I feel it bumping against me? Absolutely. But I honestly wasn't even concerned about that. Like just feeling the heat from his skin, smelling his breath, feeling his energy. Um, And it's really weird. Like I, (laughs) there's this thing that I call, it's called like your nose breath. Um, you can smell sickness on a person through their nose breath and you can smell like different scents from a people through their nose breath. It, it's, it's a whole weird conversation that I, I will try to get into like at another time, but you know, um, smelling his nose breath, feeling his energy, feeling his chest beating against mine. Like I could feel his heartbeat and just, you know, in, we were sitting in the sunlight on the carpet, um, like music wasn't playing. There was no sound. It was just us. And let me tell you one of the most intense orgasmic experiences I've ever had with a person um, that didn't require penetration. It didn't require the genitals in any way, shape or form or any of my erogenous zones or his. Um, We need to learn, you know, in, in our, in our long-term relationships, how to connect on an intimate level with a person and, and how to intimately exchange energy with that person so that they feel renewed, so that they feel regenerated um, and, and rejuvenated. And so that they know that, you know, there, there's, there's intimacy beyond sex and there's intimacy that doesn't always have to require penetration. Um, and it'll allow you an opportunity to learn different ways to keep up with one another sexually, intimately. Hopefully that made sense. Um, you know, look up, um, tantric sex, um, the Tao of loving, um, the Kama Sutra and, and, you know, the Kama Sutra is one of the most ancient texts in the world in terms of, um, sex and intimacy and in the exchange of, um, intimate energy and, and tantric intimacy. Um, very good 
reads. You know, I'm, I'm sure you can Google them, Google them and read up on them. Um, I don't know if anyone is like me. I'm a, a collector of books. So I've got several books on um, the subject. I think I've got at least four books um, on the subject, but those are my thoughts. Um, there's a couple more. Uh, the last one, AJ, will you consider doing a reading of anything that you've written? I really love the sound of your voice. Um, that one kind of threw me off. <laughs> so um, I pulled something that I had written a while back and I'm going to, I'm going to give it a go. Um, so here we go. What a fucking mood. Lately, I keep waking up in the mood to fuck. Not that lightly caress my body, ease up my nightgown kiss all over my skin, massage my clit gently, and work your way up to sex kind of mood. I mean the mood to fuck. Tear off my nightie, drum a punty to one side, shut the fuck up and take blood clad cocky gal, hand over my mouth, fistful of hair, well weave, throat burning from the suppressed screams of ecstasy, think I might pass out from the anticipation, legs shaking even before penetration, fingers bruised, bruised into my flesh, mood to fuck. As I get older and daily become more and more aware of my body and its quirks, I'm realizing two things. The first is that there are times that my body is just not going to respond well to lovemaking. And the second is that this mood and vivid imagery mostly happens when I'm PMSing. So not only am I craving ketchup chips, greasy hamburgers, gummy bears, and Kit Kat bars, but I wake up in the mood to fuck. The biggest dilemma this poses, of course, is finding the right partner, the right lover to do the deed in the way that I need it to be done. It gets frustrating trying to explain that you have my full permission and consent to not even speak to me when ravaging my pussy and I won't be offended. That you have my full permission and consent to push my face into a pillow while you stroke the length of your dick deep inside me. That you have my full permission and consent to leave bruises in places that I might get questioned about. And that you have my full unequivocal permission and consent to revel in my mood to fuck. Sometimes we complicate things unnecessarily by overthinking the moment and trying to outthink what the person wants and give them lovemaking when all they really want to do is just enjoy the mood to fuck. And believe me, I understand that there are men that are thrown by this type of openness and willingness, especially in this day and age of uncertainty and movements that have one questioning the right moment or consensuality during intimacy and where women are still pinned behind the only sluts say such things stereotype. But the mood to fuck is one of the most basest carnal desires that we have as adults that we try to dress up and sugarcoat into something more palatable to society. I guess. I mean, seriously, have you ever been turned on to the point where your dick would explode out of your boxers or you feel like your pussy would flood your tights with wetness from hearing someone say they're in the mood to make love? No. And why not, you may ask? Because there is just something raw, libidinous, unrestrained, animalistic, and sexy, admittedly or not, about the mood to fuck. <laughs> And that's it for me. I am your host, AJ Badass Jones. Pum pum pasi, bless upon yourself. Thank you 
for being here for another episode of the Pum Pum Chronicles podcast. Um, of course, again, you can find me on all platforms where uh, podcasts are streaming, including uh, Apple iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. You can contact me at thepumpumchronicles at gmail.com. And I also have a call in line, 320-270-1086. And of course, you can follow me on my social media, the Pum Pum Chronicles at uh, sorry, on Instagram and Twitter. And there is also a YouTube channel of the same name, the Pum Pum Chronicles pod. And of course, as always, you can follow my personal page for some more entertaining content just about me. And uh, that is badass underscore Jones underscore. And if you are not aware, I am on OnlyFans as well as Patreon. Um, both are listed under the same name, the Pum Pum Chronicles. Um, stay safe. Take care of yourself love upon yourself, spend some time doing some self-care and self-love, love upon the people around you, um, especially in the coming weeks with the elections coming close. Um, take care of yourself and take care of those that you loved. And we will talk to you next week. Because...